1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrap Up Live. I almost forgot the name of the show. <laughs> I'm Oren Weisfeld. I'm joined by Aiden, Sahal, and Kion. We got the full foursome in effect. Shouldn't call us that. We, we need a better nickname, but um, we got all of us here for the first time in a long time. I'm excited to be here with you guys. Uh, we're coming in fresh off of a 120-100 win over the Charlotte Hornets, a real, real exciting game for the Toronto Raptors, their second back-to-back game, back-to-back win over the Hornets, to finally push them above 500. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about the game, then we're going to talk a little bit about Nick Nurse, and and maybe we'll take some listener questions, Um, we'll just see what happens. What about
2: the quad ceratops?
0: I was gonna say fantastic four, but I don't want to think it's too at least
2: mine's original.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they're both they're both honestly two out of ten. Like
2: Mm.
1: yeah. Anyways, Raptors win. Who wants to talk about this game?
0: Um I'll start. (laughs) I mean they played, you know, I feel like when we reach this point of the season, um, there's always those those one or two NBA teams that are just playing four or five G leaguers, starting four or five G leaguers, um, usually because the team sucks. Now I kind of feel bad for the Charlotte Hornets because they've been riddled with injury since the season began, and I know a lot of people are going to respond to that with, "Well, they sucked anyways." You're right, <clears throat> but I mean, if you're a Hornets fan, there's not much to look forward to when this season was beginning. Uh, maybe except for Lamelo Ball. You do have some really good – like, Terry Rosier is a really good basketball player. But, like, beyond that, I mean, there's not really much. Gordon Hayward, not the same Gordon Hayward. Kelly Oubre, um, I mean, yeah, great for Instagram um, on the basketball court. Good looking uh, guy. Mid. Yeah, great. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the fans know that. You could just – you know what's funny? Go through his Instagram comments. I do it, like, once every few months just to get a good laugh out of it, and you just see – Yeah. Uh good looking guy. Um yeah, Charlotte's a horrible team and, and everybody's injured. And they yeah. lost really bad in the last game versus the Raptors. They've been injured. losing this bad all season. Um they have some guys with pretty cool names like JT Thor. Like that's mm-hmm. probably like top five mm-hmm. coolest mm-hmm. name in the coolest name in the league. Uh is Knight there. Is
1: name. Book Knight, yeah. I mean AO um, Maladon kind of rocks. If you're into yeah. Names. yeah, this is yeah. I mean,
0: uh, other than that, what else? I mean, Jordan owns the team, but he's trying to even sell them. So there's not much going right for this franchise. Um, I disagree. This game in particular,
2: <laughs> no. What, you're gonna make part of that do you disagree You're going to
1: make the case for the Hornets. Here we go.
2: Surely, I kind of. I like the. I like the little youth movement they have going on. I like McGowns. I think Book Knights going to find his form. It, I think since maybe february i don't have the dates correct that they've had one of the best defensive teams in in the nba like they kind of they pulled their shit together like dennis scott jr is like born again uh you know who knows with ball pj washington i like as not like i look i don't think they have like a stellar team but i you know they they showed something they looked like they were dead in the water and they kind of put something together. I think Richards looks really good. I like Mark Williams, their draft pick. They've missed on a ton of picks, but they they showed a little bit of resilience. I like Ball. Like I think that's the one
1: guy who's actually really good. Everyone else who you named is like okay and could be good, but I would say that to be honest, they have one of the worst situations in the league. Just like they're young, they have a lot of young talent, but not a lot of it is like high end young talent. And they could get Wemby and that could all change this draft. But like right now, I look at the team, I look at LaMelo Ball, and I'm like, why would he want to stay there for the next mm. however many years? Like it's not a very sexy situation. They hired the same coach after firing him a year later. Like Jordan, who is a big appeal, I would think, for young players, wants out. Um, so I don't think it's a it's a great situation. But Keon, to get to you, out of all of those cool names we just said, is there a guy that like stuck out to you
3: that you want to talk about from the Hornets? It has to be Spie. I mean, I don't know what got, what got into this guy and how this was not possible last year. He couldn't hit an open three on the Raptors last year. And now he's hitting corner threes over OG heavily contested and he's just he looks so so confident out there and it just goes to show how many NBA players can really succeed if they're the focal point of an offense and if they just had a an increased role obviously that's just not a realistic thing to, to expect in the future but I mean that, that's probably the, the biggest name I, I, I've been paying attention to everyone else I, I can't see at least three or four of these guys, even being on
2: the Hornets next year. Bryce McGowan's man, Bryce McGowan's. <laughs> I, you know. Yeah, sorry, my audio funny.
1: was bad, but I fixed it.
0: I didn't even know who Bryce McGowan's what, McGowan is. That his name McGowan's? Is it McGowan? McGowan's. McGowan's. Yeah. McG- I didn't even know who he was going into this game, and I, and that's a big thing because like I'm pretty pretty big on the G League, and I'm gonna assume this guy came from somewhere in the G League. Um, and I had no idea. I was trying to figure it out the entire time. I kept saying, I kept thinking there's no way Shabazz Napier grew like five, six inches, um, as I was watching him from afar, but, um, boy. yeah, yeah, Brian McGowan's 20 points, right? Seven for 12. Um, if I were to, you know, if I were to put my hand over all of the stats and show you the buck score of this game and just leave the names there, you would have thought this was the—they're called the Greens Greensboro Swarm, right? That's their team. That <laughs> yes. you, would, you would have thought this was their G League team. So, yeah. um, I mean, yeah, there's not much to take away from UConn. This the UConn's the Raptors,
1: men's team is beating this team.
0: Yeah, UConn, uh, San Diego State. No. I mean, I'm even taking the Iowa no. Hawkeyes, right? Keelan okay. Clark, the, the biggest uh, no, phenomenon no, of basketball kidding. right now. Just- Um, no, I, yeah, Charlotte's (laughs) horrible. There's not much to take from this game. The Raptors beat a very bad basketball team and somehow, some way the Raptors were behind in this game. Um, I don't know how I'm still, you know, I'm still not fully on board and I don't want to, I don't know if we're ready this quick to transition into it on baby, bring it on. I'm not really on board with these rotations just yet, especially versus teams that, are this bad at basketball. I'm looking at the box score and I get it. The bench showed out, right? You get great games from Chris Boucher, 21 points, great game from Precious Achua, right? At least scoring. I did make a few mistakes, but I mean, it is what it is. It's Precious Achua. Will Barton, fantastic game, right? We finally get that Will Barton breakout game. We've all been waiting for 20 points. He was a plus 26, which is the highest in the game. I'm pretty sure. Um, just couldn't miss. Will Barton six for nine from three. Fantastic. But the Raptors were up the the vast majority of this game, up 10, 15, 20 points. And I just don't get how a guy like Pascal Siakam still, in a game like this, manages to reach 35 minutes. Um, Jeff Downton Jr., to me, did not play nearly enough, 12 minutes. This is a, I mean, the Raptors went up against quite literally a G League level team. And they still couldn't find a way. I mean, I get it. The rest of the starters under 30 minutes. Bravo, Nick Nurse. Fantastic. Yeah. I think that's the first time maybe this season, four out of the five starters under 30 minutes. But I would have still liked to see more because this is this is as bad as it's going to get for NBA talent. I'm sorry, Hornets fans, if you're listening to this. Uh, yeah, this is as bad as it's going to get for the Raptors. And uh, unfortunately, after this, I mean, it's a complete switch up. They got Boston, I think, twice. tomorrow, And then they got Milwaukee um so
1: yeah i mean yeah i I think in terms of this game like the hornets played hard they got back on defense in transition um but like the talent definitely showed for the raptors and i do think the thing if you want to be negative about it is that it still looks hard for them to score even against really bad teams sometimes and like in the first half it was because they were getting these open threes, but they were going to like Siakam and Barnes mostly. And they just weren't knocking down wide open threes. So I do think that is still the problem with this team. And that like for them to really score and like put up like a lot of points, it has to be like tic-tac-toe. Like the passing has to be crisp. Like when they, thrived in this game it was like the ball was moving on a string and, and stuff like that they don't have the personnel to just like launch up threes and run away with a game like this on, on like you know what would usually be like a typical easy win late in the season I don't, I don't think they really have like that type of build so they have to play a certain way offensively to win and it's like it takes a lot of work I think it takes a lot of like focus and just like quick reads and all that stuff but yeah, anyone else on the game?
2: I think you go from the other side of that perspective. It's it was encouraging to see them flick a switch because, like to your point, sometimes they do flick that switch and nothing happens, <laughs> and and I think it it it's it's frustrating. <clears throat> That's frustrating. Then it's to your point. It's also frustrating when. They aren't doing that like crisp ball movement, attack, drive, kick, swing, whatever, whatever. Like when you see it happening, you're like, "Why aren't you doing this all the time?" Which is, can be frustrating. But all of that to say, it is encouraging to see that against a team, they can just be like, "No, it's game time." And I feel like that's probably that's one of the problems with this Raptors team is other than the final five minutes of the fourth quarter, we don't see these guys go into overdrive and and like turn the course of a game. Or we don't see it that often, rather. Um, so, I mean, if, we, if there's anything to take away from this game, it was maybe that. It's just that they, they could snuff out a, a lesser team quite decisively when they wanted to.
1: Yeah. yeah. And that the bench was good, I think. like That's also a good sign.
2: If the bench yeah. shot well. I don't know if they were good, it's just that they shot well. Is that the same thing? I don't know.
1: They were good enough as they had to be yeah i also think like last thing on the rappers before we move on to this nick nurse stuff i what?
2: i think og is on a tear i was gonna say we have to we talk, talk about, about og we have to talk about him
1: yeah it's been like a I, I guess i would say a month now a bit less than that since he returned to the injury from the from the hand injury and he's been shooting the lights out today he only went one of six from three but like his off the bounce game just looks so much smoother so much more confident uh way fewer turnovers when he puts mm-hmm. the ball on the floor, way more comfortable creating space with his strength. Um, good decision, quick decision-making. I don't know, like, what else is there to say about OG? And it, he doesn't he look just, like the guy before the trade deadline. He looks way more engaged. Um
0: I've been talking a lot with I've, I've been trying to gauge everybody on Raptor's Twitter's thoughts on OG and how he's been playing the last couple of months. And one thing I keep coming back to is the fact that I think his his finger injury is is is, is beyond him at this point. Like I, and it, and, it, and if you've ever had a finger injury and you try to play basketball, either hand, it doesn't matter. Obviously shooting hand is much worse, but um, and I'm pretty sure in OG's case, it was the shooting hand. Um, it really affects your shot right affects the spin you put on your shot affects everything the amount uh, the amount of force you could put into that shot um and i think that is the biggest change we've seen um in og the biggest positive change is that the fact that his three point shot has looked incredible post all star break um shooting damn near 50% i mean i was even looking at <clears throat> one of my friends pointed out to me to look at his um splits at each point of the court beyond the three point line and i think he's shooting like almost 60% or right around 60%, 61% from the corners, both corners um, from three post all-star break. Like he is, he's supernova hot. Like he is, he cannot, I mean, every three, it feels like I watched from OG in the last month or so, it feels like it's gone in. So, I mean, kudos to him. I feel like he's put everything behind him and I feel like it's, it's affected his, his confidence in such a great way. And um, when you see OG's confidence up, you see him more engaged and he's making all these passes that you're like, oh, that's the OG I remember. Uh, making all these cuts, right? He had this really good cut that is, I mean, it's classic OG Ananobi. Jakob pertle got it. I mean, they doubled uh, Fred Van Vliet at the top. I mean, like 30 feet away from the basket. Dumped it off to uh, Jakob Pertl at the high post. Jakob just turns and finds OG bounce pass on a baseline cut. Um, and OG finishes, I think it was a reverse slam if I remember correctly. But... Um yeah OG looks like a brand new player um and I'm loving it and uh, I mean <clears throat> I got to eat some crow guys because I said it do, when, when off I said when the off season comes you know if the pelicans call and the grizzlies call you're going to want to listen but I think now and yeah I know Aiden just flexed because he was on the yeah. um he was on the opposite side right he was on the uh <laughs> is whatever is, Aiden you win but uh, is, is, <laughs> It's not just a three-point
2: shooting though. Like everything, everything, yeah, everything's clicking together. Like his mid-range percentages right now over the last, I think, fifteen games or so are through the roof. His at-rim <laughs> stuff, the way, like the last two games. Granted, again, it's against Charlotte, but like his body control, his speed, his acceleration, deceleration. Like he's on balance. He looks more confident. Like mm-hmm. it's too early to say that he's becoming the next evolution of OG Ananobi but it's looking pretty damn close and like if he tops out at this this is the player that the Raptors need to have some kind of success in the playoffs like a guy that can on the weak side exploit something or get a mismatch and go at him and score and um, his defense alone makes him so valuable but if this if he's a spot-up shooter knockdown and then has a little bounce to his game driving like I think it just it it exponentially opens up this team's offense.
0: Yeah, and I think it's also fair to say that this is the OG and Obi we were all expecting this season. I mean, prior to the season, this is the jump that I think mm-hmm. we wanted to see. Um which is again, like I said, it's it's really it's a really good thing for the Raptors because OG um playing this well offensively and then you already know that he's been giving you all defense level um consistently throughout the season. I mean, hopefully He's named to the list, but that's a whole whole different story. Um, Now that his offense is clicking at an incredibly inf- efficient rate, I mean, now you're like, okay, the Raptors, they may not make crazy noise in the playoffs, but if they are going to, OG is going to be super, super important in it. Um, And I think now OG's given Masai, I mean, things are different now. OG's probably giving Masai a little... A little shake of the head because I know Masai, he, he, I'm pretty sure he damn near admitted that he took some calls on OG during the deadline. I mean, every national reporter reported that, um, that teams were calling for OG Ananobi and uh, Masai was listening. Um, so I don't know. Maybe he doesn't pick up the phone this offseason if things go right in the play-in and the playoffs or the playoffs, I should say. Um, we'll see.
1: Yeah, I got to eat some crow, too. Like, coming into the season, I said that OG would have a better season than Scotty, and that he would be the third best player. So coming into the season, I was really high on him. But it was just the inconsistencies that we've seen throughout his career that got me down on him by the time the trade deadline came along. Again, it was another season where he had injuries on and off and the rhythm just couldn't get going. But since the trade deadline... um this, I think, the, the like what we're saying is this is the longest stretch, I think, for me that he's played at such a high level. Because we've seen this in flashes for the past few years in terms of the on-ball stuff, but it was always just a few games and then and then he just couldn't maintain it. And maintaining it is the hardest thing as as teams adjust to you and their scouts adjust to you. But now it just feels like he's maintained it for a really long stretch and a really important stretch mm. uh for the Raptors. So I agree he's gonna make them have to rethink. Yeah, I mean he he's up for a contract extension this off season, and he's definitely selling himself to the team. Um, anyone else thoughts? I my last thought is when when were the Raptors over five
0: hundred? We are now, now forty
1: and thirty nine.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is it incredible. It
1: does, it's incredible. It's the first no, time we, since Open Day. No, we got to over five hundred like like three games ago, and then we lost to. Uh, oh, were we? Yeah, oh, so I thought we, did, we
0: got. Okay.
1: Yeah, we did. We did get there, and then it immediately went down the hill. Wait, against Are you against who? Sure? <sighs> I forget who they lost. Who did they lose to recently? Maybe it was the Pacers oh. game. They were over 500 for that one. Maybe. Could have. Um, been. moving on. Moving on. I, I I wanted to seamlessly transition from OG and to. Nick Nurse, I do think Seymour's. these things are somewhat related because, yeah, this is seamless. Because, I mean, Nick, OGN and OB, one thing about him is that there has been rumors for a long time about him being somewhat unhappy with his role in Toronto. And obviously your offensive role is pretty strongly related to your head coach and the positions he puts you in and where he sees you in the hierarchy. And if the Raptors are going to kind of re-sign OG long-term and and just like him be a big building block going forward something kind of had to give in terms of how is he going to get a different role in offense how are you going to make him happy and I think Nick Nurse uh, chose to have some comments that were pretty illustrative about where his head is at and and maybe made it seem a lot more likely that he won't be the head coach of the Raptors than a lot of people including myself thought Um, but Real quick to get people caught up who didn't really see what happened. Uh, Nurse was asked on Friday before the Philly game about just a really general question about the Raptors having an up and down season. And he said, first of all, I think when the season gets done, we'll reevaluate everything. And even personally, I'm going to take a few weeks to see where I'm at. Like you said, where my head's at and just see how the relationship with the organization is and everything It's been ten years for me now, which is a pretty good run. I don't know over those ten years, we got to be up there a number of wins with anybody in the league. I don't even know where that is, but we've had a lot of big seasons. And then right now, my head is to make a long as long as a play a season as possible. This team needs experience, so to that is where I'm at right now. Asked if he ever thought about being somewhere other than Toronto, he said, "No, I'm concentrated on the job for sure and this game essentially." But I think 10 years is a good time to sit back and reflect a little bit. So I think we're going to do that all when the season ends. Um, this obviously caught a lot of people off guard. I'm sure including those in the front office and people have wider way of takes from he did nothing wrong. I appreciate the honesty to why would you open up about this at this point in the season? So I just want to like gauge what your guys first reactions was to these comments. I've already said mine on this show, but like, Aiden, we'll start with you. What, what do you think?
2: Um, I, like I said to you off the air, like I don't really ever want to get too up in arms around like you know a sudden thing that is said in thousands of hours of interviews, post and pregame. That said, like he definitely could have taken the easy road out and said nothing of substance. And and to be fair, this is why they do say nothing of substance is because we just glom on to every single thing that has any ounce of, of like doubt or emotion behind it. And we debate it to, to bitter. end. so um, there's that, but I also think I think the rumors don't really make sense to me, but they're also probably true. Like I know Mark Spears substantiated and said like, this has been something that's been talked about, uh, over the, the last little while, and that they just chose not to report on it. Um, the rumors being Houston makes no sense to me because everything we're hearing about Nick Nurse is that like he doesn't want to be in a rebuild. He doesn't want to be with young guys where like you're going through, you know, the bumps of, on the road and the long process to, to developing. So that to me is a little bit dissonant as well. That the rumor is he wants to leave, and the rumor is he wants to go to Houston. Like I don't, I don't. That doesn't match up. All of that to be said, I think I'm actually not surprised if there was discontent between management and Nurse and or, and or between Nurse and the players. Like, we've been getting these vibes from the players for quite a while that they're not enjoying playing. They're not having fun. And our summation was that they didn't have fun playing with each other. But it could be that they actually just don't like playing for Nurse. Like, all of this could just be that they that Nurse has lost the guys – and that, you know, Nurse did not properly manage the different egos or different player types in the locker room, whatever, however you want to phrase that. Um, and that things kind of turned sour. And so, you know, maybe Nurse has seen the writing on the wall and he like, realizes he's his time has expired there. Or uh, so many words have been alluded to by by Masai. Um, but I'm kind of at the point now, like, just solely based on, on how... He expressed himself that like he's he's gone this summer. In in combination with the email rumors too, which is quite interesting.
0: Um, where do I stand, with Nick Nurse? Um, you see the way you guys—I mean, I don't know, Orin. I'm assuming you're somewhere in between myself and Aiden. Aiden seems like um, he's not really like on the criticism side of nick nurse he doesn't really want to get on him like i do or like i am mm-hmm. about to mm-hmm. um you may be or with me who knows but um and I-, I can only go so far with what i say about nick nurse because i mean uh, we're, we're, i just i can't right but um yeah, Nick Nurse, uh, I, there's no way I, I can see him coming back to the Raptors next year. I don't want to over-exaggerate, over, over exaggerate, and a lot of people may think that I am by saying that, but he had a really difficult season of coaching. Um, from what I hear, there was a lot of things happening behind the scenes with players, some that involved Nick Nurse, some that didn't. Uh, not just this season, seasons past where there's been friction. What are you um, hearing? What are you hearing? Know, break, break the And news I know then. it's convenient. I know it's convenient that people are going to go, oh, well, you're just bringing this up now because Nickner said that. But, I mean, there's some stuff that's just documented. Like, he had a blow-up with Pascal Siakam, I think, two years ago or last year. Um, that got swept under the rug. They, they made up whatever. Um, but there's other things as well where sometimes you just look at this team and they look much more immature than they should. And at one point or another... You have to look at the coach and go. This is a coaching issue. We've been complaining, um, or I shouldn't say complaining, criticizing uh, some of the rotations, dis- rota- rotation decisions all season long. Some things it just takes Nick Nurse so long to figure out. And again, I'm not. I'm not saying this as a guy that I think I'm smarter than Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse is a. a I think an extremely smart basketball coach. I still think he's easily a top ten basketball coach um, in the NBA um, but he struggled this year and I think a lot of in a lot of ways this Raptors team should have been better than they were um this season some of that had to do with coaching, some of that had to do with players, but Nick nurse is definitely I'm not absolving him from anything. I think for me when I stack it up um what went wrong with this NBA season for the Raptors, um, the first thing I'm blaming, people maybe may think I'm wrong about this personally I don't care uh first first uh you know, aspect of this that I think went wrong was the front was the front office front office I think messed up in so many different ways this year um which is difficult for me to say because I am a Masai Ujiri truther I'm a Bobby Webster truther um after that second on the list Nick Nurse the coaching um third the players and I mean you can name any one of them because I think they've all had horrible horrible uh, moments this season um from Scotty to Fred to gary all across the board the entire bench um but yeah that's how i would stack it up um yeah i mean the, what he said was i think i think that it, it was insane i i think the, the, <laughs> i think nick nurse was insane for that i genuinely do i think he was absolutely insane for what he said um and i'm sorry like if that if that hurts you know, all the Nick Nurse truthers out there or if uh, Nick Nurse is somehow, some way with the 0.01% chance listening to this. Nick, I'm sorry, man. You sounded crazy on Friday. Um, and when I saw that, I was in shock. But then I also wasn't um, because I feel like Nick Nurse has just been kind of holding on to things this season. Um, a ship that's been on on sea for so long that just has so many different holes in it. And Nick Nurse has just been trying to plug those holes and plug them. And um, certain players have drowned. You know what I mean? In the sea. I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best with this analogy. Certain players have drowned. Um, Certain coaches have drowned. Um, Everything has fell apart really this season. And like I said, second on the list for me is Nick Nurse. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I don't see him back this season. I think there's better options that the Raptors can look forward to um, going into next year. Like
3: Um,
0: what? I mean, um, I personally would would take – I mean, I would look into Becky Hammond. If Nick Nurse somehow – if we get that tweet from Adrian Wojnarowski and it says, you know, the Raptors and Nick Nurse have mutually parted ways, I'm looking into Becky Hammond um i don't think becky hello. hammond wants to leave the People WNBA. Are, yeah know, what about ime doesn't but i love her what about ime um,
1: who is the I'm, one linked I'm, to the raptor
0: yeah i mean I ime udoka is a, a great basketball coach now <laughs> did he have problems in boston absolutely um before he even thinks about coming back to coach he probably needs to apologize um to whoever he thinks he needs to apologize to um but he needs to do something to kind of mend whatever happened. But Ime Udoka is an incredible coach. Like that's something that that you just can't take away from the guy. Um, and I think if he puts all that stuff past him, definitely, why not look into Ime Udoka? He's also gonna, to be honest, and this is a big thing for me. And I'm sorry to go on this rant, but this is a big thing for me. One of the biggest things you 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 go into next season, you gotta look, you gotta get a coach that I mean, Scotty Barnes is gonna have the ultimate amount of respect for because. Um, there were times this season where I was just, you know, I would watch Scotty on the court and I don't know, a part of me just felt like he, tonight. how do I put this where people aren't going to take this? Uh, he looked like he didn't have the 100% respect for the players and coaches around him some nights, um, with the way he played basketball. I'll say that. OK, so, yeah, get a coach in there that's going to demand respect. Get a coach in there that's going to put people in line. I think Imo will do that. He'll demand respect. Um, So will a bunch of other coaches. I think there's so many great coaching candidates out there. I think every offseason
1: there is. Um, I think Earl Watson on the Raptors bench is a good option. Uh, Keon, do you not think that the Raptors could bring in somebody who's better than Nick Nurse?
3: I mean, basketball-wise... If you if you're just looking at the basketball, I think Udoka might be like, be, might be is the closest thing you could get to him. Like, I'm sure some people would say he's better here. Like, it's really like that's probably the closest you could get when it comes to just basketball as as coaching because he he just did so well for the Celtics uh, in his one year. But I I I don't know. I feel like he has to get his, his stuff worked out, and I don't know if that's the type of stuff the Raptors need right now. Like, I feel like that that might be a big distraction for them. But, who knows? That's fair. I took a year off, though, so I don't know. I don't know about that,
0: to be honest. I don't buy that. I think it's been long
1: enough in the NBA discourse circle for the distraction to be over, as long as, like, what he did wasn't – I don't know, as long as, like, the information that comes out about what he did wasn't worse than what we've already learned – uh, but I want to ask you also, Keon, because the other guys answered. Like, did you also take these comments as he's not going to be back next year?
3: Uh, I don't. I don't even know. Like, like Aiden said, these coaches talk to the media so many times during the day, so many, so many games that, like, when we hear something like this, and they they usually say a whole lot of nothing. But when they say something like this, that obviously is going to catch everyone's attention. I agree with Sahal. I don't think he deserves the brunt uh, of the blame. I think the front office constructed this team at least at the start of the season pretty poorly just with, without having the confidence center uh at all. And I I know they uh, they wrote the wrongs there at the deadline, but it it just seems like there's always been like since the bubble with the whole Pascal stuff, ever since that it's just felt like he, he he's been slowly losing the room little by little. Like, mm-hmm. not totally, but I just – like, th- this season was just – it never felt like the rap that he had control. Like, it, it just felt like incredibly fluctuating from, from start to finish. Like, they never mm-hmm. found an identity. They never found a role. They never found a, a true way to play basketball. No, like, all the saying is players need to have their own roles. They need to fit within their roles and play play their style of basketball. And that was changing every single game for a lot of players, Right. OG's role was changed, like we talked about earlier. He was His role was changing a lot throughout the season. Now we're watching him, and now he, he's flourishing when he has the ball in his hands more. I, I don't know. I I, the, I didn't like the comments, especially when you're in the thick of, of trying to make the playoffs and trying to get into the play-in and get that eight seed. Yep. Every game counts. Every game's important. And, uh, like, you, you have to just – I feel like that, I, I would have liked – him to at least save the comments for the offseason like these are games you have to win like these are, like, and that that was a distraction and i don't know how you even play through that type of uh type that type of thing when your coaches just looks like when he says that to the media when you have four games left and crazy you're like you have four games and i know it's crazy you have four games left <laughs> and you're you have one you're one game behind one game in front in front of the eight seed, and you're, the team's obviously trying to win games. I, I don't even know. I don't know how. Besides, it, it's
0: the, the team ultimate team. disrespect to a franchise. That's what it is. You you, could, you don't have to sugarcoat it, Keon, because I'll you know I'll put the sugar on I'm for you. I'll Grab all the crazy, powdered but... sugar. I'll get the Splenda. I'll get the um, syrup. I'll well, do actually, it all for you.
2: It really, Sahil, you're taking the sugar off. Oh,
1: yes, good point. Yeah, you know,
0: See, and you're putting you're it in slurped. the holes of the boat. You're, you're, slurping, you're slurping it, it up. Right, you're putting it in the holes of the boat. Adding a little water to the
1: gardens. CPR to the players who are drowning already. Who are drowning? Yeah. Um, No, but are they still at
0: sea? Where are
2: they right now? (laughs) They haven't gone to the shore yet.
0: But um, Nick Nurse is driving the boat um, without a steering wheel now. He just took the steering wheel off and tossed it into the sea. So that's what he did um, on Friday, eh? That's what he did on Friday. Yeah.
2: And then he covered himself in sugar. And then he covered himself in sugar.
0: Yeah. And everyone's starving. Right? So, who knows what's going to happen? Okay, no. Seriously, though. um, Nick Nurse, to me, like I said, I'm not going to repeat everything I said, but um, just a horrible, horrible thing to say at the worst possible time. Um, I don't know how you can think otherwise. I genuinely don't. and, And when I look back on it, and I read the quote again, it's... It was like, how do you say all of that and then... You just, you double down and you triple down and you quadruple down on what you're saying. And you're not, you haven't came to the realization that yet that this is how the media is going to accept this information for me. I mean, he made it clear. Normally, like there's like coach speak and like, or like media speak or whatever, whatever the hell you want to call it. <clears throat> Players and coaches really say the same things um, during most press conferences, just in different words um but nick for me i mean like he clearly said like this I, I don't know what my future holds and you you're you're not supposed to say that when you're in the thick of it um heading into the play in or playoffs i don't know but um feels yeah, very cl- uh, clutchy and it's weird though because What's for that me mean? like
2: <laughs> like What's his agent's clutch, clutch? clutch yeah oh um yeah
1: Yeah, I I, I think, like, there's a ton of issues here that we're talking about. One is, like, X's and O's coaching. Nurse is obviously good at that. One is, like, the people management side of it. And I think maybe he's a bit worse at that than we thought. um, If this is really kind of going in the toilet.
2: But, but,
1: like, I agree with what you said. Because, okay, all of those topics in terms of why Nick Nurse is ultimately going to you know, no longer be a part of the franchise. We can have those conversations when it happens. We can have them in the off season. It looks like in terms of the X's and O's and the people manage it. But just in terms of these comments, I agree with you that it's like, it is like an fu. it's, it's like a, uh, because it's true that these coaches are constantly in front of the media and that like anything they say can get pulled, but Nurse has been around long enough to know that like this is a huge part of his job is communicating with the media and and saying the right things and really like keeping distractions out of the locker rooms. And like we as the media as as an NBA fan base, we like critique players like Kevin Durant when they sign these like one plus one deals and they won't commit long term to a franchise and then. And then it's like, oh, it's a distraction in the locker room. Oh, Draymond and Durant are fighting. Like, remember when that happened for a whole year and it was literally just because Mm -hmm. Kevin wouldn't sign A, It wasn't even like Durant was in the media like, I don't know about my long term future. He wasn't saying anything. He just didn't want to sign a long term deal. So if the players get that criticism, then the the coaches deserve that criticism, too, if they're going to let their upcoming free agency become a distraction. And Nurse didn't even like let it like he brought it into the daylight and he made he chose to make
0: this in Philly in Philly, too. Don't forget that part. Like he (coughs) did it knowing that these national reporters everywhere would pick this up. Like he didn't just and, do it and when a
1: Toronto. local reporter followed USPN, up with no. him this this I also think no it was Keith Pompey at like the some newspaper in Philadelphia. Keith. But Inquirer, Inquirer. Oh, when Inquirer. but when Lindsay Dunn at City TV brought yeah. it up and followed up, he's he completely denied accountability for it. Like he, he basically just lied and said that he keeps getting asked these questions. But the point is that like he didn't take any accountability for what he said, and I think he knew he made a mistake. Like that's what I think. I think he knew he messed up. He shouldn't have said those things because my problem with it too is that now Pascal Siakam goes on NBA today and he is asked what he thinks about his coach's future. Love it. Like Pascal Siakam has enough to what do you worry say? about right now. What did he say? He, he went from a that. big smile on his face and then he was just like, She said, What do you hope to be the coaching situation in Toronto next season? And he just oh, said, wow. That's above my pay grade. Oh um, I', that's no, I decided,
0: no glowing I promotion at all. It wasn't pictures. a promotion, which I think was nothing somewhat significant, which is what most players by the way do when they're asked that question
1: and but, um, yeah but my yeah, point is more put just put that, that he got asked in the first place and he only got asked in the first place. Now the players have to answer for this. That's just how the media works like I'm gonna yep. go into the game and I'm gonna ask players how they feel about this because that's our responsibility. so, Uh, It's interesting.
3: uh, It's interesting because canada he's the Canada coach and their Olympics, their biggest thing he's ever had to coach for for internationals coming up next year too. So, or soon. Yeah. But that, that timing was weird too. Yeah. Get him out of there too. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah.
1: Um, No, again, it's like, I think Nick Nurse is a good coach. I've been on this program all the time. Whenever, fans blame nick i said he is not the problem i still don't think he's the problem um but i do think like as a character like as as a professional really it came off as super amateur as in like okay this is a fractured relationship i think they're not going to extend me this offseason i'm probably going to be gone let me openly speculate about my future while pitching myself to the rest of the league by saying i think i'm one of the most winning coaches in the last 10 years it's like, why are you bringing up your resume when nobody asks you for your resume? Yeah. yeah.
3: Does Nick yeah. Nurse and Fred team up next year?
1: I think Nick Nurse and James Harden team up next year.
0: Especially because half of those ten years he mentioned, he was he wasn't even the head coach. But I'm even I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to act like I'm just massive, <laughs> massive Nick Nurse or anything.
1: But yeah, um, say what you will about doing Casey, but he is a nice man. He is a gentleman.
0: He, no, he's a um, and and True he is pro. a gentleman that quite clearly does not get along with Nick Nurse either,
1: who sat had beside him. him as well. Yeah.
2: Why is that clear? What him. what am I missing on that?
1: Ooh, last game that Detroit was in Toronto. I mean, they've had this beef since Nurse got the job, but last game they yeah. both just took unnecessary shots at each other in the media.
3: Really? Um, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You need to look through that stuff, Aiden. It's, it's pretty. It's like it's like Young and the Restless or like Passion. You know that show, Passion. Um, I
3: missed that too. What the the so media had stuff? To yeah, i gotta look at that after.
0: Yeah, it's it's fun. It's but I mean, this lame. has been this has been like really known stuff. Like I don't know how you guys are figuring
3: figuring out about this now. The tension between those two over the last three four years. No, um, I knew there was something, but I know they were taking shots after this last recent game, like mm-hmm. the the one last. I didn't even see that. I'm gonna go look at that after this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But like Oren said, I mean, Oren probably took the, uh, the most measured take, which he loves to do after te- asking me and Aiden to go first. And then he goes, sits somewhere in between. where <laughs> yeah, no, I re- Whoa, whoa, whoa. The, whoa, whoa. The, I recorded a podcast
1: are... on my own when none of you guys were here a couple of games ago and, where I shared my thoughts. So that's why I let you all talk. <sighs> no, you're but, right, but yeah, yeah I no. also am not, I'm, I'm careful with my words because there is a small chance that he'll be back next year. And then what do yeah. I, I want to fuck myself? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Sal's so, oh, no. used to eating
2: crow, he's he's oh, well sorry. adjusted to I the crow the appetite. Just what it is I
3: put, listen now. I gotta put it Yeah, I said, no, okay. you, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> my bad
1: He said, Anyways, he said, uh, that was that was a great Nick Nurse talk. Anyone? Any other thoughts before we get out? He like allowed, he allowed Nick Nurse to
0: build his brand in Toronto. He had the whole NN thing happening on his hat. That? He was going to concerts and just having so much fun in the city. Won a championship, built the team how he wanted. He to thought build. he was, it was told the weekend. Masai his vision. Yeah, he yeah. thought he was the weekend. He, um, <laughs> what's that, um, that band? He said in my always, city, uh, I'm a young
1: god. Yeah, yeah, like
0: he just they let him do. They gave him a lot of control. And for him to do this at the end of the season, after such a tough season where um, you go, you know what? There's definitely going to be constants. Pascal Siakam's not going anywhere in the off season. Nick Nurse, before that happened, I, w- I would have said it's not going anywhere in the off season, no matter what. Um, probably a bunch of other guys. Like, I, I don't really see Fred gone next season, but like there's certain guys that you just thought would be holdovers. And now I think that changed with Nick Nurse. And I can guarantee you, look, I'm not claiming to be the Adrian Wojnarowski of Toronto. I'm not even claiming to be the Orn Weisfeld of Toronto when it comes to my sources. Yeah, yeah. But what I will say is I can almost guarantee after Nickner said that someone up there, whether it's Masai Ujiri, Bobby Webster, someone at MLSC, definitely had to have a talk with him. because definitely
1: He definitely said changed... worse than what I said, Keon, on the podcast. He changed his tone. Their Keon. swear words were definitely worse. <laughs> yeah. All right, last three games, Celtics, Celtics, Bucks. Anyone want to make predictions? I'm just going to say two and one. Oh, one more one
0: more thing on Nick Nurse before we before just one more thing. David okay. Thorpe on a national podcast did say to fire Nick Nurse. So I just want
1: to point that out there. Um, really? He did a while back. Yeah. He did, yeah. I was surprised. He uh,
2: well, he's he's a Barnes guy for sure, right? So I and think, a Siakam guy.
0: And a Siakam guy. Big Siakam guy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it makes mm-hmm. sense. I mean, you know, like at some point you just kind of have to think that the 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 ship has run its course. Is there we go. An analogy yeah. like whether analogy, yeah. whether it's reparable or not, I think like coaches do have kind of these natural life cycles, unless yeah. you're an exceptional one. And I did think at one point he was an exceptional one, but I, I do, yeah, I yeah. I don't want to critique his coaches out, like, but I, it does feel like there is a dissonance through the three levels of the franchise the executive the players and the coaching staff that might be at a point of of no return it, it, you are getting that feel yeah well based on his comments you definitely are
1: um i'm glad you guys all feel this way because i have no idea what you're trying to show me a sinking Wait ship on. it's a sinking ship that's great uh, i'm glad you guys feel this way because i i felt like a little bit crazy um in the i felt like all the reporting coming out about him was pretty timid and nice and a lot of the fans Very. i've seen say that like uh they appreciate his honesty and i'm like there's times for honesty and there's times where you just keep your mouth closed uh so yeah if people are interested more in my thoughts about this i'll have a call at yahoo tomorrow but that was a good talk um Nice, let's let's get out of here. That was
0: a good
2: drop, too.
0: I love that. That was so oh. right. And like, you know, if you
2: have interests, if you have any, interest, if you have yeah, interests, I'm not
1: gonna hold your eyes open so, and make you stare. Yeah, for the next the, three
2: no. games, though, Boston. So, Jalen Brown sat tonight, uh, suggesting he's gonna play tomorrow. They're probably just frigging with the 76ers right now. Oh, yeah, we gotta do the can. tax. Thanks, Tomo. We gotta go at that. Uh, and then the Bucks are probably not going to play. I don't know. Do the Do the Raptors need to play anymore? Like, if Hawks win tonight, are they just kind of wedged? They, the
1: Hawks won
2: tonight, by the way. So, are, are the Raptors basically wedged into ninth? I believe if they win all three games, they still have a chance to get eighth. But the Hawks would have to lose.
1: The Hawks would have to go, like, yeah, two, one and two or something like that? Yeah,
2: we don't have a
3: tiebreaker. The Hawks yeah, also have a game right. against the Celtics coming up. That's probably the big big game. Hawks have to see Hawks have Wizards, Sixers, Celtics. And Sixers. Yeah. All right. Did that's,
0: uh, that's did Mike Dantoni good. retire or is he still available?
2: No. He get he them in far, far, far away from our franchise. I you think really, I when
1: it comes to the next head coach, he has to be like a bit of a newer school guy who can relate to young players because the league is changing so drastically that like, oh, it doesn't. He's like, not a Nick dinosaur. Nurse. We're in. He's old. He's not a. He's you think Scotty Barnes is gonna like relate to Mike D'Antoni? I just I yeah, but you're not trying to find Scotty Barnes' best friend. Really Even Udoka's gonna geez. put him in line. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. That's yeah, um, I, I know you have to put him in line, like you can't hand over to him, but he's 72, bro. What are him and Scotty talking yeah, okay. about? I think
0: he's <laughs> okay. So, what, what were stream. Greg Popovich and, and Kawhi Leonard Dude, talking about? When I, bet they Antony,
2: I bet you, Dan I bet you, Dan and Barnes have more to talk about than Nurse and Barnes do.
0: Yeah, I would think so, too.
1: I don't think Scotty
0: Barnes talks to Nick. I'm joking. I'm not going to go that far.
1: No, I think uh, uh, I think Eme is the best <laughs> candidate. I'll just say that. I think he is, too. Yeah.
0: Um, Mike D'Antoni is one of the best offensive coaches to ever live. I just want to point that out. So we're not going to do any Mike D'Antoni slander on, on Wrap Up Live. Jalen Brown also is... <laughs> wants
2: to play for a black coach and a black executive and a black ownership. we got two out of three. Mm-hmm, so. All right. Jalen Brown. Brown Brown would be a great, great guy. I'd love him as a rock. Great addition.
1: Don't so know <laughs> how it right. happens. All right. Canamtax.com. Call canmtax at the number at the top of your screen or go to CanamTax.com to get your taxes done. Um yeah, certain people got till the end of the month and they'll get you some good money back that you deserve. Don't go through one of those free turbo tax websites. Get your money back. Go to canam Um Canem, yeah, we'll give it to OGN and Hobie. Why not Chris Boucher, um, Will Barton? They all get Canem Taxman of the night. we yeah, well, I think we should take the
2: opportunity long. to give it to Will Barton because it's going to be Definitely. the one and only time he's we could ever do it.
1: <laughs> You're right. Will Barton made six threes today. In his previous time as a Raptor, he's made five. So
3: on one wow. ankle,
2: like he he was hobbled early again.
3: Will Barton, Canem
2: should... Taxman of the night.
3: Do we see GTJ in any of the last three games? I
2: think he I plays hope so. tomorrow.
3: Yeah, I think he plays tomorrow yeah. too. It was like
1: a back-to-back situation where they didn't want to play him against a bad team. That'd be my guess. They're going to need him in the playoffs play-in. All right, we'll talk about the play-in way more as, as we approach it. But, yeah, we'll be, we'll be back uh, tomorrow for the Celtics game. Shout-out for... – um...
0: Before we yeah. leave, sorry, Orin was about to say the last line. Shout I had out to, catch to the Nick he Foundation. For... Shout, oh Lord! No. Um, <laughs> shout out again. to, and, and... shout out to the women, uh, Caitlin Clark, Ree- uh, Angel Reese, and everybody. South Carolina, LSU, Iowa, the Hawkeyes—they gave us some of the best basketball. I'm not exaggerating. I've seen in years. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're listening, WNBA Commissioner Kathy. Engelbert. Um Toronto needs a team.
2: How many times and, you practice that at the mirror? And
0: and when we need and when we get this team, this is the third time now. Engelbert, When we Engelbert, get this team, Engelbert. Engelbert, yeah. When we get this team, I obviously I think if the way it works, Orin, is is you get the first pick as an expansion team, right?
1: Uh no, like it depends it because sometimes there's two expansion teams, like usually at the same time. So Okay. Uh I, I just they think they see, get we'll... like a certain odds in the lottery. Usually.
0: What I'm trying to say is we want Caitlin Clark here in Toronto for the first ever WNBA Toronto team. Oren replied to my tweet earlier in the week. He said, name them the Toronto Huskies. Um, give us all of your names, whether it's in the live chat, the next live chat, we don't care. Give us all of your WNBA team names for Toronto. I said the Toronto Owls, um, something to do with OVO. No. I don't know. I just feel like no. Drake is just going to stamp his foot on this team somehow, some way. Um, the Toronto Owls the Toronto Owl sounds disgusting to be quite honest, but I'm not underestimating Drake's power in the city. Um, but yeah, give us all your great names because I am the biggest Caitlin Clark fan on Wrap Up Live. Out of these four, guy, out of these three guys here, so whoa, yeah, you, I yeah. Just
3: wanna, you, you don't know my dedication. I'm getting a Caitlin Tell Clark. Tell us crazy. about it. Tell <laughs> no, us about zero it. Zero dedication. Zero okay. dedication. Great. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, all yeah.
1: right, so how wins the this. Caitlin Clark fandom. Congratulations,
2: yes, <laughs> We're
1: getting out of here. Thanks for tuning in. Uh we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.